I want to talk to you about your pain. I want to talk to you about your discomfort. Because I care about you. I love you. And I want you to feel comfortable inside. I want you to be relaxed. I want you to be able to live your life being able to sit with discomfort. That's the problem is that a lot of us aren't trained. We're, we, we don't know how to sit with discomfort. We try to grab towards things that make us feel good and push away things that make us feel bad. Well, I do care. I care deeply. I'm compassionate about this and I don't feel as though you should be suffering at all. Um, the suffering is optional and I want to see if I can help you minimize some of your suffering. I want, I want you to know that I do take you seriously and I do believe you when you say that you are in pain. Whatever it is you're struggling with right now. And it's going to change. It's going to change. I have it. You have it. We all have this. We have days where we feel there's a tweaked muscle out of the many, many, many hundreds of muscles in our body. And the millions, or actually trillions of nerve cells and things that can go on in our body that can trigger sensations that are very unpleasant. We have pain. That's what our bodies do. And our, and our pain is a, the ability to tell us something's wrong sometimes. You know, if you break a bone, for example, your body says, hey, don't move that part of your body because it's broken right now and I need to repair it. And I can't repair it if you're moving it around. But there are other times, much of the time, where pain, pain is sometimes psychosomatic. Sometimes it's created by the mind. Sometimes it's made worse by the mind. And that's what I want to help you with. But I want you to know first that I believe you. I believe you when you say you have a, a, a fluttering heart. You have palpitations. You have stress. You have anxiety. You have depression. You have postpartum depression. You have back spasms, back aches, fibromyalgia. Whatever it is you, you have... I believe you, and you should feel believed. Here's the thing, is that we're human beings. It's human nature. You know, sometimes we can't relate to these things very well. Um, we all do this. You know, it's just like turning off certain TV programs. Some people will say, I don't know, they'll tell you something that they believe, and you don't believe in it, and you turn it off. It could be anything. It could be... I believe in God versus I don't. Somebody doesn't. Uh, oh, I do, but you know what I'm saying. It could be, um, I don't know, an ice cream commercial. I hate ice cream. I turn the channel. It could be somebody tells you, um, how many people do you know that complain about certain ailments or they're struggling with so-and-so so or, or they're, they break up. You know, your friend calls you and says they broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend and they do it over and over and it drives you nuts and you don't want to hear it. That's human nature. Of course, you care deep down, but sometimes it's hard to relate to certain things. You know, I know there are some people that don't relate well to depression and anxiety. They just don't believe it because they don't feel it. They don't understand it. They don't know what that's like. And and even though some of us don't believe in even the words that, that you know, the medical society puts on it and all the horrible pharmaceuticals that can be and I say can be put in our body because there are pharmaceuticals that can save lives too um, 
they're just words. They're communication. It's the way that we can communicate with each other. So, for example, um, if if somebody says, "I wake up in the morning and uh, just I there's this low energy. Um, I don't feel hopeful about anything. I feel sad all the time. Um, I can't concentrate. My diet doesn't work. I don't want to eat." I don't know. It's just something's wrong with me, right? That's what they they use the word depression. They have to. They have to come up with some way to communicate that. Now, there are a number of ways that that you can change that. You can work work around that because everyone has different uh, temperaments. Some people have the tendency to be like that naturally and some people don't. There's ways to work around that. And that's what makes it so complex. Now, that's one level. And then there's anxiety. There's people that are very excitable and energized, and um, they get worked up easy. Um, they're just go-getters. They're they're on high octane. They're cranking, ready to go. And then they get nervous, and their hearts palpitate, and there's anxiety, and there's there's uh, panic attacks, and things like this. That's again. There's just so many possibilities. So many possibilities. I have worked with people, and I know people that swear that they have let's say, a blown hamstring. And what happens is, let's say you're a runner and you hurt your hamstring, and what happens over time is you start to tender that, uh, you act tender around it, and you don't move it. So you you psychosomatically accept the fact that you have a bad, quote-unquote, hamstring, and it's broken forever, and you're gentle around it, and you go your whole life thinking that you have a bad hamstring, when, when really... What you want to do is gently work towards, this is what's wonderful about um, physical therapy, is that you just want to gently work towards movement and light stretches and strengthening. And you can actually work up to a point where your, your hamstring and your legs are stronger than they were way before you even had the injury. But you wouldn't know that unless you had the right help. And with the right help is the right compassion. So what I want to share with you is my compassion for you is saying, look, I do care about you. I do love you. And you have people in your life that do. You have family members and friends that do love you and care about you. What's most important, though, this is what I want to get across, is that you love yourself. The compassion has to be, number one, inside. You have to feel some for yourself. Have love inside for yourself and try to develop that. Let's pretend you have a little a little glass tank, a little love tank inside your own belly. And for most of us, it's relatively empty. If I ask you, how much is that love tank inside of you filled up? Is it half full, quarter full, full tank? Is it bubbling over? Or like most people I talk to, it's very, very low or non-existence, non-existent. Most of the people say I'm crazy and there's no such thing. And they <laughs> tells me they don't have a love tank. This is a good place to start. So it's important to, to try to imagine that first. And we just fail as people. We do not give ourselves enough love, self-love. And I'm talking about deep spiritual love. I'm not talking about surface love, romantic love, or anything that, that you take outside or do to yourself to make you feel better. I'm talking about allowing that love inside to sort of take place. Um, it's, a, it's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's a, it's a deeply spiritual thing. <clears throat> it's very loosely held. It's not, not that complex. That's important. 
because nobody can ever give that to you. And what happens is when you start complaining a lot outside to people, I, I hurt here, I hurt there, I, you know, help, you're screaming for help, that's okay. <clears throat> but nobody's going to be able to help you um, develop that self-love, that self-nurturing, that, that ability to say, I'm going to be fine, I'm going to be good, I'm going to work towards a solution here, I'm going to seek others and invite others to help me. That's got to happen inside. So I want to encourage you to at least at least try your heart. Don't even try too hard. Don't try too hard. Just just allow yourself to to start working on that first, like immediately. Immediately begin construction on the inside of your heart to say, "You know what? I'm going to give myself all the love and warmth and nurturing and, and tenderness and empathy." All that, all that stuff that a good, that my mother, your mother, or an ideal mother, angelic mother, would do for their child. And if maybe you did, maybe you did get it, maybe you didn't. It doesn't matter really because you can start allowing that spiritual angel come to your rescue and start nurturing you right now from the inside. That's a very important exercise, and you have to accept that, and you have to practice that. You have to. <clears throat> because nobody's going to give that to you. And if you continually seek that outside, you'll never find it. You'll continually seek it, right? Because you, if you're continually seeking it outside, that means that deep down you believe that it doesn't exist. And I'm telling you that it does exist. It's there. You have to start by accepting that. So moving on to my compassion for you and your pain and your discomfort is that I don't want you to think of me as a resource that's going to make you feel better. I am going to make you feel better by helping you help yourself. I want to more or less reflect a mirror back on you to give you tips and tricks and ideas on how you can feel better. Okay, I don't want you to say it's like taking a drug. If you take a a drug that says, uh, let's say you take an Advil and it, it alleviates your back pain. And then you take a second Advil, you go to two Advil, then three, and some people take four or more. You do it on a regular basis. It can, it can mask, it can mask your, um, your symptoms, you know, your pain. It can do that, but it's only masking. It's only masking the pain. It's not helping the pain. So, for example, maybe you want to do more stretches and more exercises. Maybe you want to de-stress. Maybe your posture needs help. Maybe you need Tai Chi and Qigong. Maybe you need meditation. Maybe you need to do a nice warm bath or do more heat pads or physical therapy. Uh, uh, There's a whole slew of things that, that could really help you become way more healthy than you were before. Right, but that's not going to be that's not going to be helpful if you just keep popping Advil all the time. That's my my example here. So it takes work sometimes to do, and that's part of the problem is that we don't want to do the hard work. And here's the other thing: is it's often not even hard work. Sometimes it's just letting go. It's saying, okay, I accept this, and I'm going to start immediately working on this. You know, I'm, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to go for just walks, not runs. I'm not going to overwork myself and I'm not going to underwork myself. It's a very gentle balance of, of what can be done. But that has to be done through you. You have to be the founder and, and, and captain of your own ship. You, you know, when you rely on doctors 
and specialists and family and friends to get you through things. That's okay to get you over the hurdle. You know, doctors can save lives. Doctors can perform um, many times miracles. But if if you're letting go, let me give you an example. Let's say you create a belief system in your heart and in your mind that says you're sick, you're permanently damaged goods, and the only way you're going to get help is to get that that uh, prescription drug or weed or whatever you get from the doctor that's that's for the rest of your life, and then you can't sleep, and that doctor is going to give you sleeping medication, and then you're hearing voices in your head, and now you have some very strong antipsychotic medicines that are going to help you, and it goes on and on and on because you've trusted that process, and they're going to do their best to listen to you and prescribe to you something that may help you because you went to them with that complaint, and that's their task. But you failed to start working from the inside. Nobody can do that. You have to control that. And that's the, that's, the, that's the real deep frustration that happens. Is that when you, when you look outside for, the, for help, it's okay, but it's to help. It's to help you. You know, it's to help you. It's kind of like if I want to go to a hardware store and buy some nails and some wood to build something. I need to go outside. I need to go find the stuff. But it's really my ability, my talent, and my drive that's going to build that thing that I'm trying to build. It's the same thing with you. You have to take a look at everything around you. You have to take a look at what you eat, what you drink, how you sleep. You can start shedding things that you don't need. You can shed things like alcohol, smoking, vaping, uh, eating a lot of sugary foods, things like this. They're just poisons, you, you know, and you know they're poisons. If you, drink, if you eat a lot of sugar, big a.k.a. giant bag of candy or whatever, you know it's garbage. Tastes great, right? Tastes great. Creates all this euphoria in your brain and mind. And that's awesome. You know, you, 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 you eat a delicious apple pie. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And sometimes you make these things out of natural things like apples and a little bit of sugar and cinnamon and stuff, and it's delicious. Enjoy it. It's part of life. But if you rely on it to make you feel better, that might be a problem. Same with drinking alcohol. You know, I mean... I know there are countries in the world and people that, that might have a little bit of wine. It's just sort of part of their culture. That might be okay, but that's because of their culture. That's just sort of different than what's generally happening in, happening in society is that you'll justify going out with some friends and having some drinks because it's fun and that's okay. It's poison. You're downing poison. A lot of it's sugar and alcohol. These fancy schmancy drinks goes into your system. You're ingesting poison. It's liquid poison. And, and I'm not trying to be clever here with words, but that's exactly what it is. So we have to think of the things that we're putting into our body. We have to think about the things we're thinking about, our thoughts. We have to think about our sleep, our habits, our exercise, our worry. Okay, what we choose to think about, what we choose to focus on, what we choose selectively to worry about. All of this stuff can contribute to whatever it is you're experiencing and the pain you're experiencing. Okay, we all have it. We all have it. And everybody knows, or at least everyone should know, So you're taught this when you're a child too, you know, to eat a healthy, balanced diet. And that stress, stress can, can be a real bugger, man. Stress can really hurt people. And it doesn't matter what age you're at too. 
I know children that are uh, affected by stress when they're dealing with divorces or deaths of uh, parents and things. Very, very stressful. Think of little children uh, that are dealing with autism and other effects that are struggling stress because of what's going on around them in their, in their lives. Think of the horrible atrocities going on in the world and how it affects kids. Stress. You know, and uh, you go grow through your teens and you start developing adult-like things and you start to realize, wow, there are a lot of things going on in the world that, that I, na- I didn't have to worry about and now I do. And nobody taught me how to deal with them. And that's why I feel empathetic towards you, you know, 20-somethings, teenagers and 20-somethings, because you, nobody, ever te- nobody ever teaches you that stuff. And that's what I try to do. And that's why I try to help. And that's why I care about you. Because who else will? Nobody teaches you this stuff. Nobody tell me that stuff. Nobody says, hey, you're, uh, you're 18, you're out of school, move out. Um, get your own bank account, your own credit card. By the way, you have to pay it on time or their interest rates will go through the roof. Um, and then you get into credit debt and you start eating junk food because that's all that's available and that's all you can afford and you have to live in an expensive, overpriced apartment and you hate your job and so forth and so on. Nobody walks you through any of this stuff and, and coaches you and says, instead, let me reframe that, nobody says to you, hey, listen, Go to the grocery store and get yourself some fresh, fresh cut spinach. Boil it up, add just a teeny pinch of sea salt to it. All right, get yourself a spaghetti squash which with some all natural tomato sauce. Put it inside, have a spaghetti squash and some spinach dinner and it fills you with nutrients. You're gonna feel wonderful. Don't get a big place. You don't need a big place to live. Get a small little apartment. Get a small little quaint little house do what you love in life. Don't worry about what your parents and everyone else says you must do. Stop trying to please people. Follow your gut. Follow your heart. Follow things in life that you really enjoy, that you can contribute to society and give back. Makes you feel good. That's how you want to live your life. You want to share with others, inspire others, lift others up. Seek God. Seek a relationship with something spiritual because it helps you understand that you're not your thoughts. You're not your ego. There's more to it than that. And you can let go and trust in that and just know that you're just taken care of and that you have the ability inside to do all these things. Nobody really coaches you guys, you young people, younger people, even us older folks too, uh, coaches us through that kind of stuff. And that's why it's important to help others. And that's why I love doing this too. So you have to start inside. Anything painful, anything... Uh, that you struggle with, you'll note, has a lot to do with how you think about it, how you frame it, how you go about it. So try to look at how you're framing things and notice your habits. And and it takes time sometimes. You might say, okay, yes, I got this. And then, you know, two minutes later, you're like, oh my God, why am I feeling this pain? Why is it there? Oh my God, I'm just, I, I can't deal with this. Oh my God, I'm never going to change. It's something wrong with me. I got to go to the emergency room, right? It's, it takes practice. You catch yourself and you say, nope, even though the pain's there, I'm going to start working around it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chip away at it gently. You know, from instead of a 1 to 10 pain, you're going to go from a 0 to a 100 pain. And let's say you're at a 90. If I can get it to an 89, that's an improvement. By, by changing your thoughts a little bit, your attitude, 
Don't go to Google. Don't go online. Stop researching this stuff. Go seek help. Get a professional to help you with somebody that really knows what they're talking about and that you can trust. Talk to friends and family to get information, but absorb it and do something with that information. If I, if I want to learn Italian, the language, Italian language, and I ask people to tell me about it, and they tell me how to do it, and I don't do it, I'll never learn Italian. Well, it's the same thing with learning to be, to be a healthy person, to live a good, healthy, happy lifestyle. I can seek ways to do it, but if I don't implement it, if I don't take action and do it, it's not going to happen. So you have to do that. You have to take steps inside yourself as well as bringing others into it. What's wonderful about getting help from people that care about you is that they can help help you see things that you may not have seen. <clears throat> you know, they can help you say, "Well, look, you've had a rough year. You know, you've lost one of your favorite pets. You've lost a dear family member." Uh, that you really loved and that scared you and it's very emotional. Maybe you had a wedding, funeral, you had, uh, man, I mean, think of some of the things that have gone on in your life. Sometimes you don't have anything going on and that depresses you, you know. It could be that you're not doing what you love to do in life. could be that. So that's what's great about getting help outside. So don't be afraid to talk to well, myself or others, anybody you can think of that you trust that are going to lift you up. Stay away from negative energy. Everything in life is energy. So you always want to try to attract good energy, good people, good quality relationships. Find a good church. Find a good book to read. Find a good video to watch. Listen to good music. Fill your brain. Fill your soul. Fill your spirit with wonderful, beautiful things. Start to attract into your life those wonderful things. Take some deep, nourishing, good breaths outside with fresh air. Smile at the sun. Just stand in the sun for a few minutes and smile and allow those few moments to penetrate you. And you start to do these little teeny things and you'll notice that you'll start to feel a little bit better. And you start to develop new habits. Start with those little teeny steps chip away at it and see if that improves your life, improves how you feel. I know it will because it's it's common sense. But sometimes common sense is hard to see <clears throat> when you seem like you're in the thicket. You may be in one of the darkest times of your life right now and, and that's okay. Sometimes we get to those points. What's wonderful about being in the pit is that you have the best vantage point of anybody because you're down as low as you can go, perhaps. And you can see way up to where the sun is shining. Way much easier than somebody who's already up there. A lot of people that are up there, they take it for granted. They, they have the good stuff. They don't see what you see. They're not able to. And then they get hit and hammered and they fall a long way down into that pit. That's a bad fall. So you can't fall very much further, right? You're already down there. So now it's like starting over. It's like building a new foundation. And you start to build yourself up and build your way up a little bit at a time. So don't feel too much despair when you're down in the pit. Feel grateful and start to say, what did I learn from this? What What did I learn that I don't like? What did I learn that I want to stay away from? What did, I, what did I learn from all this? What got me here? And what's going to prevent me from being here in the future? 
These are all things that you can learn and grow from instead of panicking and, and keeping yourself in the pit. You'll never get yourself out of that pit if you continue to run in circles and complain about being in the pit. What's going to get you out of that pit is our actions, thoughts, emotions, certainly actions, that will get you out of the pit. And it's often beginning with small, simple, subtle things. So look, I do care about you. Even if I don't know you deeply, I care about you because I, if I got to know you deeply, I know I would care about you. And I care about you because you're a human being. You're a person. You're a person that seeks love and kindness and, and all that wonderful, warm stuff just like I do. We all do. We all seek after the kingdom of God inside. We all seek that special, warm stuff inside. That's why I care. I just know it. And I know what it's like. I know how it feels to have a, a, a frustration, a, an anxiety, a worry, a sadness, a, a concern. But I also know what it's like to feel happiness and warmth and love and excitement and exuberance and respect and honor and gratitude and all that. We, we often focus on the negative and forget about the positives. So start thinking about little things, little things you're grateful for and the better things in life. And start taking little steps inside to build yourself up inside. Start with a fresh breath. Start with a fresh glass of water. The healthier choice of an apple instead of a candy bar. Start with positive. Finding a good, maybe a psychologist you need to talk to. Maybe a doctor, a really good doctor. and Get a good, deep examination and physical. Maybe get a second opinion. But, but believe in it and follow it. Use it as as a way to step up out of this pit, to get yourself healthy. Become obsessed about love and life and God and happiness. But, but allow yourself to take those steps to go that route. Don't just stay and scramble in the pit of worry. Because you're going to stay in there continually until you choose. You have to make that choice to step out of it. And then I'll be there right there with you. I'll be there along with you. I'll be here with you in the pit, continually encouraging you to get out of the pit. And I'll be there climbing up the walls of the pit. And I'll be there when you're outside of the pit. So myself and and those that you surround yourself with will be the same way. And then when you're outside the pit, guess what? You get to help other people that are down in the pit. Because you have expertise now and knowledge information that's going to help other people. So that's the great thing about this journey is that you're learning along the way. So be a student, learn, absorb it, and change deeply and profoundly, and you'll start to notice your life improving a little bit at a time.